Hello and welcome to Case Reopened. I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and I am joined by the grass type to my water type. She's super effective. It's Colleen. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah. I love that. Love it. Love that joke. Yeah. New Year. New decade, even. Or are you one of those people that argues that the decade truly begins at, like, 21? Uh, no, I never really thought about it that much, so new decade can start 2020. Right. I'm so fine with this that. This will be the first podcast of the new decade, and we are, of course, the number one Detective Canon rewatch podcast, mainly because nobody else is dumb enough to go through all, what, 2,000 episodes of the series? Yeah, so true. Even our co-hosts don't feel like doing it sometimes, so we give them a break. Yeah, Kyle's out with the flu. If you want to believe Aww. him. So. Yeah, poor guy. Get well soon. Hope that jerk is better. He'll, he should be back next week until he finds another excuse, Colleen. <laughs> What'll it be this time? Oh, I got a flat tire. He should give us a hint, like Kyle's hint, and then we can figure out how he's going to call off the next episode. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I think you're onto something. So we'll have to get Kyle's hints in the future. So. Our first episode today is episode 79, the Bank Heist Murder Case. This originally aired on November 3rd, 1997, and the Conan's hint going into this episode is mobile phone. Conan kicks off the episode by saying that today's case is a bank robbery, but something is not quite right. When is anything ever right in a Conan episode, Colleen? Uh, I don't think I've come across it. Like, there's always something going wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just completely redundant information. Really bad, like, hook. Bad kind. intro. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do but better. I'm still going to watch the episode, even if the hook's kind of lame. Very true. The episode begins with Ron showcasing her impressive bowling skills as she gets a turkey, while Sonico and Conan look on. Are you any good at bowling, Colleen? Uh, I'm an average bowler, I'd say. I probably have a strike or two under my belt. I used to be really good at wee bowling until like I'm out oh. of practice now, but <laughs> how about you? Do you think you could get back into back into the wee bowling form? Uh possibly. I'd have to dig out that game. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone bowling in like two decades, so I'm probably not a uh, skilled bowler. I have a feeling, though, that not much has changed in the bowling world. You know how things like evolve over time in the sport world? I don't know if bowling is one of those sports. Well, you know, there's uh, night bowling. and uh, You mean you bowl at night? Is that what night bowling is? I, they, they put on, like, uh, they have a little light show and stuff. Oh, I see. Bowling. So it's like a glow-in-the-dark thing? Yeah. Okay. Get some neon-colored... Uh, lanes you know yeah that's groovy do people there's say that some, there's been some yeah people dude groovy is the word of 2020 it's coming back in a big way from yeah. the 70s to 2020 groovy's back baby totally there's two o's in groovy there's two zeros in 2020 i think that this works perfect here's to a groovy 2020 folks <laughs> you know what there's also two o's in three o's even sonico oh that's right Great Detective uh, Sonic. O's and Kogoro. They're pretty groovy folk. Yeah. No O's in Ron, though. That's too well, bad. Well, she's not groovy. Decidedly not groovy. Well, maybe in her... Well, her last name has no. We'll give her that. Conan's slightly groovy. Yeah. <laughs> they leave the bowling alley and Conan starts coughing. Ron then checks his temperature and says that he doesn't have a fever. She then remembers that she has to cast a check for Kogoro and they decide to go to Toto Bank since it's nearby. As they're waiting to be assisted, they notice several other people coughing, and Ron says that the cold must be going around. Just like in real life. Yeah, I, like Kyle, he's he's got this cold. That's probably how he caught it. He was watching this episode and caught the cold. I think that's how he came up with his excuse for not showing up. He's like, oh, I could have the cold too. Yeah, and now he's off bowling somewhere. Night bowling bastard sonica then notices the bank manager who she's familiar with 
He tells her to say hello to her father for him, and Kanan begins to cough. That's when a teller named Tanaguchi notices him coughing, and he offers Conan a cough drop, which he takes. So the last time Conan had a cold, he got Paikaru, and he turned into Shinichi. So, you know, fair game. Maybe the cough drops would have had the same effect. You know, cough drops often lace with Chinese liquor, so let's see what happens. Okay. I can't wait to see Shinichi again. (laughs) Very excited to see Shinichi. Tanaguchi then gets called over by a female bank teller. While that happens, another teller by the name of Majima is seen slipping a cell phone into his pocket and telling the manager that he's going to go walk around for a bit. At that very moment, a helmeted man barges into the room and punches him in the face with a gun. He then tells Tanaguchi to put the money in a bag and tells the rest to stay still. Now, not to dredge up any uh, past traumatic uh, moments in your life, Colleen, but have you ever been taken hostage? Taken hostage? No. I mean, (laughs) I have witnessed, like, maybe the makings of a bank heist. It never happened, though. Like, when my friends and I were sitting in uh, the car and her dad was going to the bank to do something and we noticed a guy i think he i can't remember if he was coming out of the bank or entering it but he seemed very angry and he like punched the door and almost like shattered the glass on the door so we're like oh my gosh we're about to witness a robbery but it never actually happened so you just found somebody that's like koguro just very angry and punching stuff yeah is, is Koro an angry guy, you think? I mean, he punches Conan on the head all the time, but... Yeah, he definitely has anger issues, for sure. Yeah, oh, well, so that makes sense why he's not actually cashing his check or whatever it was. He sent yeah, he's going to punch the teller, yeah. Sonic is worried by the whole ordeal, and Ron tells her to just keep still, as they'll be fine. We then see a man near them hit a record button on his Walkman. And that's when the robber takes a seat and is reaching in a jacket pocket looking for something when Majima wakes up. He then grabs a wooden sword and is about to hit the robber with it when it when his cell phone goes off again. This alerts the robber who promptly shoots him. Some of the female employees then scream and that's when Tanaguchi tackles the robber. A gunshot goes off as they tumble to the floor and Conan runs around to the back to see the robber shot. Drama, Colleen. Yeah, something is not right. Just like the hook told us. Yeah. Were you expecting so many people to get shot? Uh, you know, not really. You never know with these bank heists. He didn't seem like a very uh, experienced robber, so I didn't really expect him to hurt anybody, but um it it kind of seemed like spur of the moment also well, some say that you know an inexperienced robber is more likely to hurt people because they don't know what they're doing they get overly anxious that sounds true yeah i uh i don't have uh that much knowledge on bank robber psychology yeah sadly our resident thief kyle isn't here he would tell us how he felt when he was robbing that poor girl over game boy so uh, I'm not completely sure, but okay. that's my hunch. Well, there's another thing we're going to have to follow up with him on. The police then arrive, and we learn that Majima was shot in his side, and while it was serious, it's not life-threatening, and he'll be okay. However, the robber is dead. Wow. Tanaguchi explains that his body took over during the chaos, and that he tackled the robber on instinct alone. Megari then learns that the robber's name is Seiki Toru, and that he had a cell phone on him. Nobody at the bank recognizes him, and Majima's phone then gets another call. Megari answers it, and the person on the other end of the line is his girlfriend, Koiki. She says that she wasn't the one that called him earlier, so we have another mystery on our hands. (laughs) Does it? Yeah, I guess so. I I didn't realize how important this would be. (laughs) Well, come on, Colleen. Nothing ever is just put in Conan without importance. Yeah, that's very true. That's actually one of the points that I was going to mention later on. So, yeah, we're on the same page. 
Conan then asks the man with the Walkman if he can listen to the incident that he recorded. Says that he can listen, but not to be too loud as he's planning to sell it to the media later. Conan listens back and then notices something. Megari then says that Tanaguchi's actions were in self-defense and that he won't be charged as it was a selfless act of courage that should be awarded, not punished. Have you ever done a selfless act of courage? Uh, I chased after a robber once, actually, at my old job. Oh. You caught him? No. Oh. <laughs> he threatened to, well, like, he th- well, I just, he threatened to stab me, and he said he had a knife, and I don't think he had a knife, but I bitched out, so. That's, uh, Tyler, that's, that's scary. Kind of that's kind that's of really, <laughs> Who's this fat dude? I don't know. I think I just decided that, like, my shitty, like, grocery store job was not worth, like, getting injured ever, so I just gave up on it. Oh, this is when you were, oh, don't tell me, the the bread captain, right? Well, uh, actually, I was a, just a bagger back then. Oh, okay. But this was before my glorious bread captain days. Well, that's why you got the promotion, probably. Well, I actually heard that the management wasn't happy about me chasing after the guy. And I was told that I was going to get yelled at. So I just avoided management for the rest of the day. And I was going to, I was, I was hot headed back then. And I was 100% going to quit if they like yelled at me for chasing after a thief. I was going to put my foot down. Now, I just don't care about anything enough to do that. So all I'm hearing is that they don't know how to appreciate a true hero. Yeah, they should be awarding me rather than punishing. Yeah, so... What about you, Colleen? Have you ever saved the day? Not like that. I don't know. I I tend to find a lot of lost animals for some reason. Aw. I just sort of wander around on the street or, like, in my backyard. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. Like, I try and find their homes afterwards, so... There you go. Helping animals. Yeah. Luckily, there are animals that have homes too, so it's not. You haven't taken anything in. Uh, not like that. I mean, I I found my cat. Basically, I took her in, but uh, she came from some like someone else found her, and then they were Uh. they they had an ad like on. uh, You guys have Kijiji, right? We have what now? (laughs) A website called Kijiji. What? Kijiji? (laughs) I guess it's similar to like Craigslist. That's Canada's number one local classifieds. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if it was just Canada. That's very very Canada specific. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, so there you go. She was on that website. (laughs) Kijiji. (laughs) All right, so you're browsing Kijiji as one does and you find a, a little kitty cat. That's right. Oh, yeah, there's... Like tons of kitty cats and puppies on there, and then other stuff like what made this one stick out? Uh, a very beautiful photo. It was actually a photo of her sister. So the guy had like three cats that uh, wandered over to his house, and um, ah, just you didn't get the pretty one. No, the pretty one was go- she was like <laughs> a smoky gray one, and uh, she was very pretty and. But her sister was pretty too, and she was the only one that was left out of the three when we went to visit them. But uh, apparently, we got the the best of the bunch, and she really oh. is. She's such a lovable cat. That's good. Even though she's a black cat. <laughs> That's bad luck. That's probably why you joined a a Canon podcast. <laughs> what do you mean? She brought that bad luck into your life. Oh no, she's only been bringing me good luck. I don't know, Colleen. This is like. A bad decision from 2019 and beyond. I mean, it depends how you look at it. I think it's a great decision. I'm having a blast. Okay. If you say so. I'm not going to argue with you. (laughs) Kenan says that they're all misunderstanding the case. And then he takes a look at the victim's belongings. He takes a look at the cell phone. And then a police officer quickly takes it back from him. Tanaguchi is about to go with the police to give a statement, but he says that he has to go to the bathroom first. That's when Conan notices that the bank security locks use electronic cards. And he then takes a look at Tanaguchi's jacket. And he wonders what the robber was looking for, because there's nothing there. So you know the uh, 
the door, the lock. I, I just didn't get that part. Did the, well, I don't want to spoil it too much. Did the accomplice let him in or did okay, the robber so have his own in, card? So he got in while the other teller was exiting. The guy that got shot, he was leaving that area. So he like unlocked the door and was exiting when the guy pushed it through. Okay. And then attacked him. Okay. He did so the old hide behind the wall and then attack the next guy coming through the door. Exactly. That old trick. Yeah. Cannon then searches around the teller's office where he finds some evidence on the ground. He figures out the case and is prepared to do his deduction show. He then uses his wrist gun to shoot Sonico and begins to imitate her voice in order to solve it. She tells Megary that it's actually a murder case, but not before Conan accidentally talks like a guy rather than a girl. So we're, we're seeing some difficulties here, much like when he tries to be Hattori and he messes up the accent. He's uh, messing up Sonico here. Do you think as a... Uh... Well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'm not fluent in Japanese. I can't speak for you. But do you think as someone who doesn't speak Japanese, um, like we miss out on those little nuances? I know I do because I, I can't really tell. Yeah, I definitely don't know what the hell he's saying. And I can like recognize a Kanzai accent, but I can't to the point where like a mispronunciation is occurring. So like we definitely miss out a little bit, but. Um, they always point it out, so it's not like we're really missing out much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I just assume, okay, like, as Sonico, he's supposed to sound maybe more like a valley girl. I would assume, like, she'd be, that might be, like, the equivalent. Yeah. Sonico says that it was the criminal's phone that rang, not Majima's, and that they have different ringtones. She says that the college student has a recording that shows this, and the college student reluctantly hands it over to the police, and they then test the cell phones in order to confirm her theory. She says that the one that called the phone was likely his accomplice, Tanaguchi. Gasp! What? She says, when, when did you think he was uh, part of the murder? Uh, when he left to go to the bathroom. He was doing something with his phone, and... That just made him really suspicious right off the bat. I was like, okay, he has something to do with all of this. Initially, I thought you? the accomplice was actually going to be the guy that got shot. Oh, okay. After I learned that like he was okay and everything, I was like, oh, maybe he had planned to get like, you know, shot in a non-vital area in order to like cast suspicion or anything. But I feel like you'd get shot in like your arm or something, not your fucking gut like he did so that wasn't a very good guess so i, I yeah. was incorrect but I, I think i got suspicious of him about the same time you did but that was my initial theory i was like huh maybe he got shot on purpose see i'll see i'm like stupid enough to where like i'd be up on getting shot on purpose i'm like you know what that sounds like a good idea but i think smarter people would be like let's make a plan that doesn't involve me taking a bullet yeah, but to be fair, these two didn't sound like they were super smart. No. No, they did not. I mean, they got cough drops. That's what did them in. <laughs> Sonic says that he first called the criminal when he was outside and signaled for when he should come in. Uh, the criminal was then able to burst through the employee entrance while somebody was exiting. He then filled the bag with money and the robber stopped paying attention to him. Plan was for the robber to leave with the bag and everybody unharmed, and afterwards they'd split the sum. However, Majima regained consciousness and tried to attack the robber. To warn the robber, the teller called his phone, and that's when he turned around and shot the guy. Tanaguchi had felt things had gone too far, and that's when he attacked the robber and shot him in order to shut him up. Tanaguchi dismisses this as make-believe, and then gives the police his phone as his redial won't be that number. Sonico says that he likely erased the redial memory while in the bathroom, and that she has evidence that they were accomplices. Conan asks Megary to open his hands, and then he gives him two halves of a pack of cough drops that Tanaguchi gave him. Sonico says that the one in Megary's right hand was thrown away by the criminal, and that he had searched Tanaguchi's jacket immediately afterward for more cough drops. 
They had met earlier and split the cough drops in half. She says that the edge of the two wrappers should match perfectly. Furthermore, both of their fingerprints should be found on the wrappers. Before the police can uh, check this, Taniguchi admits to the crime, and he says it was Psyche that gave him the cough drops. They had met in the business world and came up with this plan in order to pay off their debts. He then tells Conan that if he had known it would turn up like this, he wouldn't have given him the cough drops. What a dickhead. Yeah, you can just cough. Like, hack up a lung. If I knew I was going to be arrested, I would have helped your cold. Yeah, we didn't end up seeing Shinichi either. So disappointing. Yeah, the cough drops saved him. Yeah, I guess so, because Ron would have figured out his secret identity. After the ending song, Conan is coughing while Ron congratulates Sonico on another great case. Sonico says that she felt a needle hitting her and that she can't remember it very well. She then says that Shinichi hasn't been around lately, so the cute and charming high school detective Suzuki Sonico is taking over. <laughs> oh, I love how she has as much of like an ego and she's so as self-absorbed as Kogoro. Yeah, like they really are the perfect pair to use for these because they have zero questions as to how they're solving their case and they have like just full hubris to keep running with it. Conan immediately regrets using her due to her ego and says that he's learned his lesson. Uh, not to spoil things, but he has not learned his lesson. No. He will continue using her. Although, maybe maybe I'm make, like writing this into the situation, but sometimes I feel like he's doing it out of desperation. Like, Kogoro's not there, Agas is not there. He's like, okay, I guess I'll have to use Sonico this time. Yeah. Could always use Ron. Yeah, I guess. Has no? Has he ever? Uh, I don't think he's Ron ever for the deduction show. No, that'd be a twist. Maybe he doesn't want to take advantage of her unconsciously. Oh, but he can do that to Sonico, no problem. Oh yeah, he's not trying to marry Sonico. That's true. Do you think Sonico and Shinichi were? friends or at least like friendly with each other as far as like sonico has friends sure like she would make fun of him and he'd put up with it because he's friends with ron like i feel like that's the extent of most of like a rich person's friendships where they just kind of like take advantage of the situation and people are just they just take it <laughs> like mm -hmm. i don't feel like sonico probably has a ton of like deep friendships because like when you see her, like, she's kind of just always hanging out with Ron. She never really has any other friends. Yeah, a lot of these characters don't hang out with other people. Like, sometimes you'll see here and there, like, oh, so-and-so's my friend, or this is my classmate, but there's they're not reoccurring characters, so it just makes hey, it Hey, man, like... high school's a lonely time in a lot of people's lives, Colleen. <laughs> I bet it is. Was it lonely for you? No, not for me. I'm I was a cool guy, Colleen. I had plenty okay. of friends. After You're high just school, talking though, generally. After high school. after high school, people were like, they, they they just cut ties immediately. They were like, I don't have to deal with this asshole anymore. Thank God. Ah. No. Yes. <laughs> Next Conan's. <laughs> it's true. Next Conan's hint is house cleaning. The greatest crime of all, Colleen, cleaning your house. I, oh, I, I thought you were going to say a dirty house. I have to clean that sucker. They tease the next episode. Karen says, next time, finding evidence gets tough. And then a voice says, the murderer is that woman. Which I was like, yeah, probably. It's always a woman. Yeah. I was like shocked that the female bank teller this episode wasn't uh, incriminated. You know, I was going to ask you that, and then I didn't even know what to call her. Like, she didn't have a name. I was just like, were you surprised that it wasn't any of the women that worked at the bank uh, that were the accomplices? Yeah, they were, they were too generic to commit a crime. That's right. They didn't get, like, an ounce of personality. So, the, the fact that the next Conan's hint is house cleaning, and we're basically being told that the culprit is a woman, is interesting i'm gonna put it that way 
What do you mean? You don't like that they kind of spoiled the entire episode? Oh, no, I don't mind that, because then you know that the focus is going to be on sort of the story and finding out the evidence, and less so yeah. about, like, it's not much of a whodunit anymore. Yeah, they do that semi-often, where there's just one person that they're trying to figure out how they did it, and instead of, like, who did it, which is always a fun twist. Yeah. Well, this is what I felt for this past episode, because although you had a few possible suspects, um, there was no real, like, okay, let's bring all of these people into the room and kind of divvy up who who did what. Like, this one, it was very much like Sonico at the forefront was like, and it's this guy. So we didn't really yeah. get that. that yeah, uh, there wasn't much of an liberation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I still like the episode. I thought it was a really strong anime original, personally. Yeah, I thought it was a fun episode. Uh, I like the role that the Walkman guy had, even though he didn't really do much other than just record a conversation. I like that he had only recorded it for like greed purposes yeah. so he could make a quick buck. Yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, but I love when those most like mundane, normal things actually become pivotal to the case. Uh, like when the college guy showed up, I was just like, okay, he's just going to be, you know, a background character, but, um, his recording actually ended up being something that solved the case. And I found it really interesting that he even bothered to share it with Conan. So it's almost like, cause we often talk about how Shinichi becoming Conan is now more challenging for him to solve cases. But in certain instances like this one, I feel like him being a child, it makes it easier for him to find information because people don't um hold back as much as if yeah they drop their guard around him yep i think so at least yeah i completely agree you know it definitely has its drawbacks but there's obviously some plus side to it as well the only problem is we never got solid confirmation whether or not ron actually was able to deposit the money (laughs) is that what you're worried about kegaro's finances yeah, sure. I don't I, like. I still don't know how he keeps his head above water. He like makes, I don't know, sometimes a lot of cash, and then he just blows it on uh, booze and gambling. You no, know, we had a remark from uh, one of our listeners about the subject, Spencer. Right. He was. I, that's asked, my segue into this. Oh, okay. Go on. Oh, no. You go on. <laughs> I just wanted to Jeez, uh, be able to mention that. Sorry. It's Yeah, it's like I'm asking you to be the boss. I'm not a boss. We're all equals. Right. Okay. <laughs> the homie Spencer Young said on Twitter, said, have you found it odd that all of the cases seem to have a lot of high prolific people? How much does Kogoro get paid? And then he says, uh, judging the rich types, I'd say he probably gets around one to twenty thousand per case, but he blows it all on gambling and booze. But his clout, cl- sorry, but his clout is respectable, as mentioned. And he he mentions that he has a theory about Kagura, but he'll wait to mention that until the movie too. So uh, basically, I think that he does make a lot of money, but he winds up, you know, wasting it obviously on liquor and gambling and going to hostess clubs. I know a lot of people like Kogoro, where no matter if they're just, like, working a minimum wage job or if they move up in life and they, they're they making, like, $100,000 a year, like, irregardless of their situation, they're always going to have the same exact amount in their bank account because they just, when they have more disposable income, that just becomes money that they spend. They don't save any of it. So I feel like Kogoro is always going to be, like, this nearly broke guy because when he has money, he spends it. And he, he he's not really saving anything, so Ron has to worry about her college and everything by herself. Yeah. Well, there's her mom, too. Do you think that Aerie gives her living expenses? Like an al- allowance or something? She might. She probably does. I know Kogre wouldn't. He's too cheap. Yeah, for sure. And then do they get money from, like, Conan? Like, yeah, they get because they got, they got that one sum of money. Okay, so it's like a 
a monthly thing. Conan's yeah. parents and living expenses. Yeah, see, Kokoro's loaded. I don't know why he or wears like he one would suit be. all the time. He would well because he spent it all on booze. <laughs> Drinking is not a cheap hobby, Colin. Oh, is it not? I wouldn't know. If you want, if you want good liquor, you want some aged aged whiskey, you know. You got to throw out the big bucks. Yeah. I mean, it can it can be as cheap or as expensive as you want, you know. If you're willing to spend, you can get yeah, better drugs. Can't you get stuff in boxes? Yeah, you can get boxed wine. Come on, Kegra is not that type of classless individual. He's not a boxed wine kind of guy? No. Plus, it's mostly women that drink boxed wine. Oh, is it? Yeah. How do you know? I don't know. That's the stereotype. <laughs> I'm an eyewitness. woman drinking... <laughs> Well, you see, oh, I, I've been a- around the trashy parts of uh, OK Cupid. I've definitely seen some trashy girls that like to drink boxed wine. What is it like in their profile pictures or something? No, no, I'm, I'm just making shit up. But yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I I still think that Kogoro wouldn't be able to tell the difference, though. Well, he'd tell the difference because it comes in a box. <laughs> well, no, I mean the taste. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, oh, Kogoro's not that sure. dumb. I'm not, that's not what I'm implying. But it's like the, the Coca-Cola Pepsi taste thing. Can you really tell the difference? Yes. You can? For sure. For sure. Which one tastes better? I don't know. Who cares? I don't know <laughs> yet. <laughs> Nobody cares. If you care about, like, Coke or Pepsi, you have too much free time. Uh, yeah. I don't. Moving Plus, right you along. Shouldn't be, you shouldn't be drinking cola, because it's bad for you. Yeah, it'll rot your teeth, Sonny. Wow, thanks, Grandma. <laughs> I hope that, that sounded voice? like Grandma. What was it supposed to sound like? No, that was what it was supposed to sound like, but I can't hear myself very well because of my headphones. So whatever comes out of my mouth, like 50% of it, I'm not sure of. Same, honestly. Same. So oh, we good. move on to episode 80, The Wandering Artist Murder Case. This originally aired on November 10th, 1997. Kenny introduces the case by saying, Today's highlight is finding evidence. We can't overlook important things. Yeah, that's not that great of a hook either. No, these hooks kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> but we're watching the episode anyways. We are. We're we're stuck with this. We'll have a thousand episodes of bad <laughs> hooks. Yeah. The episode begins at the Baker Art Museum where Kogrio is bored out of his mind. He was invited there after solving a case, and Ron remarks that while she doesn't understand the art, it is pretty. That's how I feel, going to an art museum. I I have to admit that. Conan agrees with the Kagura, though. Yeah, that's right. Which is interesting, because Shinichi's, I don't know, depicted as kind of this individual of higher uh, intelligence. Yeah. Yet he doesn't really like art. He only cares about detective novels. He's a geek. Yeah. He's not an aficionado. He's not Not like myself, a high class (laughs) individual that enjoys the finer things in life. Of course. You do not drink boxed wine. Of course not. Conan then notices a tall smoking man in a trench coat that walks past the barrier and then touches the painting before a security guard admonishes him. The man apologizes and then leaves immediately as Kogoro calls him a weirdo. <laughs> I gotta say though, the security guard was really nice. I don't know if that's just everybody, every security guard in a Japanese museum, but he was just like, please sir, you can't be here. Can you leave? 
Whereas, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like maybe in North America, he would have been, like, physically yeah, taken out of the premise. Yeah, he would have got punched a few times. Day later, the detective boys are playing baseball, and the weird guy is seen sketching on a hill. The ball that Ginta hits lands right on the guy, and he falls down, scattering his briefcase. Conan recognizes him and helps him get his stuff back together. While doing so, he notices that the man keeps drawing the same couple of pictures. He asks him about this, and the man says that he doesn't know why he does that. Conan and the gang learn that he has amnesia and that he doesn't know who he is. So, Colleen, this is our relatable moment of the show. Tell me about when you had amnesia. Well, to be quite honest, I don't remember. Oh, ha, ha. Is it currently? You're stuck You're stuck on this Conan podcast with no idea why. That's right. I just am told that I need to show up for recording. and That's why sure I email why. you each week to make sure you show That's up. That's right. That's true. I appreciate that. Because otherwise, I don't know why I'm watching this show. I don't know why I'm talking about this show. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's that movie? Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler and uh, Drew Barrymore. Fifty First Podcast. Fifty First Podcast. Yeah, I have to be told every single week that which episodes to watch and when to record. Because I keep forgetting. Well- because of my now, amnesia. Now, now I'm going to take advantage of this and just tell you other stuff, too. Sure. I probably will forget it in a minute, so go for it. Genta gets scared, and he believes that he has caused his amnesia, but Kenan tells him that the ball he hit merely hit his arm, so it's been that way for a while. The man start then starts complaining about a headache, and they take him to a nearby hospital. The doctors say that his headaches may be caused by him regaining some of his memories, and that they don't know who he is or where he is from. They notify the police, so hopefully they'll find out soon. As Conan and the rest of the detective boys leave, Conan remembers that he forgot to give the man a sketchbook back, and turns around to deliver it. However, the doctors come out in a rush as they're looking for the amnesiac who has escaped. Conan believes his memory must have returned, and is curious as to where they went. Did you recognize the doctor? No, I did not. So he uh, is the same character design as uh, that computer geek from uh, the Night Baron case. Oh god, the guy that like... Oh, oh, okay, I thought you were going to talk about the guy that like, the computer program was my friend, or whatever. (laughs) No, no, this is the other one. The one who named okay. his computer after his mom. That was after his yeah, dead mother. <laughs> the one who's like, oh, I'm counting how many seconds it takes you to react to what I'm saying. God, people that have computers suck. Oh, yeah, we're all the worst. Agreed. Tablets are where it's at. Amen, sister. <laughs> The scene then cuts to the boys playing baseball again in the same location the next day. Ginta then trips while receiving a foul ball. No, not a foul ball. Uh, fly ball. There we go. Ginta then trips as he's trying to catch a fly ball. And that's when they discover the dead body of the man who was strangled with a rope. The police arrive. Jeez, this and is Takagi... some like stand by me stuff. Yeah, for real. Police then arrive, and Takagi says that the cause of death was strangulation, and that it happened last night. Kogoro then arrives, and he begins to yell at Conan before Megari explains that he was an eyewitness. Conan then mentions that the victim's art supplies are missing, and notices that one of the victim's shoelaces were tied vertically. Hmm, strange. How do you tie your shoes, Colleen? Yours don't, I'm guessing yours doesn't get vertical. No, mine actually have Velcro shoes. You have Velcro shoes? Are you like 12? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I tie mine horizontally. Or if my shoes have a zipper, I'll just zip them up. You have Velcro shoes, don't you? Don't lie. <laughs> I don't anymore. When when did you stop? Was it like last year? <laughs> um, No, I was like in elementary school probably. Okay. 
Me and Tommy are Velcro shoes. Oh, jeez. I hate that. His name's not Tommy, by the way. <laughs> Why do you hate Tommy? I don't like Tommy. Tommy Pickles. All right. Let the record show Tyler does not like Tommy. Well, he thinks he's smarter than everybody. I don't like that. As a right, dumb right. guy, that's where my prejudice lies. Tommy, you're so pretentious. Yeah, what a dickhead. <laughs> Conan also notes that a ginkgo leaf was in his shoe. And he says that there's none of those trees in the area. He believes that the victim was killed somewhere else and then thrown off the above bridge during the night. Megary says that their first priority is to figure out the victim's identity, and the adults all ignore Conan when he tries to say that this wasn't a typical mugging. However, the detective boys are eager to investigate. They then go to the, the roof of a nearby department store, and they're trying to figure out where the sketches were. Using binoculars, Ayumi finds the area. They then run there and notice ginkgo trees at the house, which is being cleaned by a professional company. The employees wonder why they have to clean the new car as well, which isn't even dirty. She told us to even clean everywhere that a person could have touched, he says. Conan then notices that the owner is trying to erase fingerprints, and the rest of the detective boys then ring the doorbell. A woman named Hayase Kimi opens the door and invites the children in. Did you think this was going to end poorly when they just, like, go into this murderer's house? I just thought it was weird. I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but if a bunch of kids show up on my doorstep, I'm not necessarily inviting them in. And it wasn't even explained like... Yeah, I'm definitely not getting them cookies. <laughs> I mean, they just did like a heart cut from them showing up at our door and then sitting in her living room. So it didn't even explain like how they were like, oh, we have something to ask you. Yeah. And she invited them in. It was just sort of really weird. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that is a cultural thing. Because uh, they've done that before, and it's always very strange. Mm -hmm. uh, as she goes to fetch cookies for them, Conan notices that her apron is tied vertically. He notes that the table and couches in the house have been replaced from the sketch and that the television is gone. Conan asks if she has remodeled recently, and she says that she has, and that she disposed of all the old stuff. Conan asks if her art is new, and she says it just arrived from the art gallery two days ago. Conan believes they'll have a hard time finding evidence now, and the kids notice a framed picture of Hayashi Tatsuo who looks just like the man that lost his memory. Hmm. She says that is her dead husband, who died one year ago. Conan says that he looks just like a man that died today, and she, she says that he must be mistaken. Then they just leave. We don't really get, like, he doesn't press her on that and no further conversations had. Just cuts to Conan at Kogu's office. That's when we learn that Hayase was reported missing during an avalanche one year ago. He then says that there were rumors about Hayase being involved in an embezzlement scheme at the time and that he was about to be investigated when he disappeared. The authorities thought it was an act at first and his money went missing as well. However, after a year had passed, his death was recognized by the government as a disaster victim. I uh, I appreciated that they uh, made that distinction because I, I didn't like I thought that was a cool fact to throw in there, even though this is an anime original and they sometimes forget to put in like the educational portion of the episode. But they're like, yeah, after. Yeah. If you're uh, if you disappear after seven years, you're considered dead. But if it's a disaster, like the avalanche, then it's after one year. So I thought that was uh, informative. So I'm going to remember that when I fake my death, I'm going to wait for a disaster. And that way the cow can get all my... Well, either that or seven years. Well, I'm not going to wait seven years for a cow to get the rights to the podcast. That would be rude. Yeah, we'll be like on episode 300 by then. Or maybe Jeez. further. I'm sure you've got it all figured out. Oh yeah, I've got a I've got a ten year plan. Ten year. <laughs> yep. We then learned that Conan told this information to Megary, and that the woman told him that there's a resemblance, but the dead man isn't her husband. However, there are no relatives of Hayasi, and nobody else can confirm his identity. Takagi then began to smoke in her house, and she yelled at him. She says that her husband used to paint as a hobby, 
and that he went to the mountains in order to paint, and that's when he got into an avalanche. However, she's disposed of all of his belongings and said that she's suffered a lot due to his embezzlement scandal. I wanted to forget about my husband as fast as I could, she said. Jeez, that, that sounds like a girl that's breaking up with me, Colleen. Aw, I'm sorry to hear that. She Is she a horse girl? I would never date a horse girl. No? No. You're missing out, probably. I don't know. Maybe. Am I? Are you a horse girl? No. I'm then a would-be think... horse girl. See, I only go for would-be horse girls. That's the way it is. Oh, okay. Lucky me. Cannon says... <laughs> Conan says that the victim is definitely Hayase, but he needs to find a way to prove it. The next day, the detective boys all show up at the woman's house, and they say that they've left something behind the other day before. What they left behind was that they wanted more cookies. <laughs> I don't know, that just seemed like a really bad joke. <laughs> it really was. She goes to fetch some more cookies for them, and that's when Conan's searching for evidence that the man was there. He finds a burn mark on a cabinet he also sees ginkgo leaves that would have floated into the house if the window was open. Conan then puts together everything together, and he says that he has evidence. Did you know how he's going to catch the culprit here, Colleen? Uh, no, I still wasn't too sure. Like, what ended See, up I... being the thing that uh, sort of sealed the deal? I was like, oh, wow, that's really smart. Like, it goes back See, to the beginning of the episode. I was observant, and I knew that the painting being very new is going to be important so i was oh, i actually thought it had i didn't know that he touched it there my guess was that they bought something that he actually touched i thought maybe he touched the one like by ron you know when they were at the museum i thought maybe that's the one he touched that she bought oh it didn't wind really up being cool that, connection but that's yeah. what i thought yeah but that if it had been that then it would have been worse off because then there was no real proof that he was in the house. Oh, yeah, that's true. If he touched it at the museum. Good point. Um, yeah, I, I think I was just still confused as to the scene earlier on where Takagi was smoking. So I concentrated a lot on that. <laughs> you didn't like that he was smoking? Well, I don't think he's a smoker. Like, it's it's probably just because, you know, mm. this is still like the Takagi early days and Kagagi was smoking. A fully, a fully uh, realized character. Let's see if I can find any other instances of him smoking. Oh well, yeah the the wiki page has like a whole little section on Takagi's smoking habits. Oh really? Yeah, it's in the trivia section. It co see. apparently contradicts a later plot in uh, one of the movies where. Takagi fakes that he's a smoker in order to get fingerprints from a suspect. Whereas in ah. this one, he just seems like a smoker. There you go. Colleen, your Takagi fangirl. Oh, yeah. Giving us time. all the information we need. <laughs> all the information nobody wanted on Takagi. Did you know that his hobby is playing the maracas? I did not know that. I know that he likes um, wrestling. I know that. Didn't know about Maracas, though. Well, that comes up in manga chapter 620. The Vanished Blunt Weapon. Okay, but that's... What episode would that be? I don't know. Okay. We've got a while. I, we've, we have. More to discover about Takagi. Episode 507, so we've got a bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that 10-year plan. It's going to see us into 2030. Oh, God. I did not think this podcast through, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that, the workload seems like a ridiculous amount. It does seem daunting. Oh, I just take it one week at a time, and... That makes it much easier. Yeah. So Conan calls Megary and Kogoro. He does his typical, hey, meet me here. I'm as Megary and calls Kogoro the same thing. So they yeah, all it works again. Ready. Yeah, man, it's a great plan. Don't mess with a, uh, if it works, 
Don't fix yeah. it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> There's grandma again. <laughs> Thanks, Granny. <laughs> they all arrive, and Conan then knocks out Koguro, who says he will reveal the truth about this case. He says that one year ago, Mr. Hayashi fell victim to an avalanche. However, he survived and suffered from memory loss. Since then, he's been wandering as an artist, and he kept unconsciously sketching his own house. After a year had passed, he was declared legally dead, and his wife inherited his assets. That's why she couldn't have him coming back alive. He alleges that she inherited money from her late husband's embezzlement, and that Hayashi arrived at the house after recovering his memories. She then killed him in order to keep the money. She laughs off the suggestion and asks for proof. And Kegura says he has no evidence, as she already disposed of his belongings and got the house professionally cleaned. However, there is a connection between the two. The ginkgo leaf in his shoe, and the shoelace was tied like her apron, vertically. Um, she correctly says that these are ridiculous accusations and that she can't be guilty due to how she ties a knot, which seemed fair. Like That seemed like a stupid thing to bring up. Yeah, I originally thought that the whole vertical knot tying thing was just that uh, someone else had tied his shoelace. So, like from the angle that they were tying it, it would it appeared vertical rather yeah. than horizontal. But then when I saw it was her, her apron, I'm like, okay, it's just like her quirk that she ties it vertically. I don't get why, and they they do this a lot in Conan where they have like direct evidence, but they decide to just stretch shit out. <laughs> like here's a bunch of other details that are gonna get rebuffed before i go to my actual evidence like why don't you just skip all that just go to the evidence man they're building suspense although i don't know did you did you feel like you were on the edge of your seat you're like oh my gosh the knot had nothing to do with it what's next you sounded like uh how can she tie the knot how can she tie the <laughs> knot <laughs> Yeah, that's now the voice that I want to do every time. It's so fun. <laughs> it really is fun. Kogura then tells Ron to stand in front of the artwork that was recently purchased. Kogura then says that Hayashi's wife hates smoking and that her husband was a heavy smoker. Kogura says that Hayashi stood in front of the painting while smoking tobacco, so she opened the door. Ginko Leafs then came in and got stuck on his socks. And he caused a burn mark after he extinguished his cigarette on the table as there were no ashtrays. What an asshole. Just I know. Burning. Like, how did she not freak fucking... out at that? She's yeah. And so he presumably remembered that this was his house by now, right? So he's just like, oh yeah. F that, I'm gonna just burn this coffee table. Yeah, this dude does has no manners. This dude sucks. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Kogoro then asks about Hayashi being nearsighted, and she confirms this. He then says that he had touched the artwork while looking at it in the museum, and likely did the same here. We almost see Ron, like, totally ruin the evidence as she's about to touch yeah. it and, like, totally mess up the fingerprint. Yeah. Again, building suspense. So Conan's like, stop! <laughs> Kogoro says that even a cleaning service wouldn't clean artwork as it would damage it. And that he only developed the habit after losing his memory since he didn't have glasses on him. Have you ever seen the movie, um, Mr. like the Mr. Bean movie? I've seen some. Are there multiple Mr. Bean movies? I assume there are. Yeah, there's one called like Holiday, Mr. Bean's Holiday or something. But in the Mr. Bean movie, he goes to L.A. Uh, mistakenly as a like art expert. Uh, when he's actually a security guard back in London for a museum. Anyways, really funny, like, opening. But uh, yeah. when they t were talking about the painting and how, like, cleaning com a cleaning company wouldn't touch it, I was just like, oh, yeah, of course, because just like in the Mr. Bean movie, if they put some sort of, you know, chemical cleaner on a painting, they'd actually wash away the paint. So I felt real smart, and then I realized that it had nothing to do with, like, any sort of chemical cleaning products. Did you see that horrible, ugly, like, painting of Jesus that this woman tried to, like, restore and then it got just totally butchered? That's uh, similar to that. Let and then send did you a she, picture. like, did she draw a face? I, I mean, I know the, t the toast story. <laughs> yeah, it's story. like, 
It's hilariously bad. Look at look at what she did to this painting. Okay, one sec. Oh yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, okay. Um they give out ribbons with this at like trivia nights, like when you're when you get like last place or something like thanks nice try or thanks for participating or something like that you get the ugly jesus participation award apparently i have a colleague who does trivia nights and uh he uh posted that up on his wall with pride he's Ah. like yeah we we didn't place very well so we got these ribbons did you know there was a mr bean animated series yeah i did know his head is like <laughs> twice as large as his body. That's like in real life as well. Ron Atkinson's head is twice as large as his body. Wait, there were 130 episodes of this Mr. Bean animated series. What the hell? It it came back. Like it was just on in 2019. What the hell? Oh. Rebooted. Yeah. This that's crazy. They should reboot the actual Mr. Bean episodes. Should they, though? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was, like, much of a... Much of a, like, raving for Mr. Bean to come back, but Colleen says so, so... <laughs> yeah, if I say so, then it should be 2020, done. 2020, the year of the bean. <laughs> the bean's back. There, that's the tagline. The Bean's back. The Bean's back. Yeah. Did you know that he put out musical songs? I, I, I don't see how that's possible. Mr. Bean doesn't talk. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing he well, was just in the music videos. He's like slightly talks sometimes, but mostly it's grunting. <laughs> Is that how you like your men just grunting instead of talking? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Just Mr. Bean. <laughs> Hello, Teddy. <laughs> that was a really bad Mr. Bean impression. That was perfect. That was the best Are impersonation you I've ever heard. It, it sounded like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Don't, don't humor me. Mr. Bean likes me precious. <laughs> me, me precious. Does Mr. Bean call himself Smeagol? Uh, if he does, I haven't not seen that episode. Maybe it'll be in the reboot. Bean's back with a vengeance. Oh, dark side of Mr. Bean. He's been corrupted by all the power of the ring. That's right. This all makes sense. Yep. Megui tells Takagi to search for fingerprints. But before he can do it, she admits to the crime. She says that everything was like Kogoro said, as she gave him coffee with sleeping pills, and then strangled her husband with a rope. She was worried that the embezzlement case would be reopened, and that she'd lose her money. Hey, case reopened. Oh, there we go. That was not a shameless plug. Fantastic, Colleen. (laughs) (laughs) She says, I was looked down upon and subjected to so much pain. That money is mine. I wanted to claim my time and my life back with that. Kogoro then tells her that she does have plenty of time behind bars. Boom! I I don't know about you, but I gasped. That was one of the harshest lines I think he's ever said. Yeah, what a sick burn by Kogoro. Yeah. We've been missing these daggers. Usually he's like, oh, you can... I like how sometimes he's like, you still have plenty of life. You have the whole life behind you. Like, yeah. you, you can so turn your life around. To. And then here he's like, yeah, you're going to be spending 80 years behind bars. Boom. Yeah. Obviously, Conan was not in a good mood. Clearly. But you know why? Because they kept playing baseball instead of soccer i know that was one of my favorite parts twice he was super annoyed it's like why are we playing baseball again we should be playing the far superior sport of soccer or football 
After the ending song, Kagura wakes up and Ron congratulates him on the case. She says that he can even solve disappearances and that she should hire him to investigate Shinichi. Kagura refuses and says that if Shinichi comes back, his fame will be challenged. I hope he remains missing forever, he says before <laughs> laughing. That's so bad, but so true. Yeah, I thought this was a really fun uh, anime original. I liked how unique the case was. Um, I think this is the only the second case that we've had with amnesia. We had that woman that like was like a like was an assassin. Spy. Or something? Yeah, yeah, she was an assassin. We had that before, so this was like a fun difference there. And then I like that they blended that with the case where like you know who the culprit is, but you have to figure out how she did it. Um, so I thought that was fun. I thought there's a lot of fun characters, Shinichi being mad about not playing football and this little one liner here is really good. So like, I thought this was a really enjoyable episode. What about you? Yeah, I totally agree because I'm a sucker for like an amnesia story and sort of like a missing identity kind of scenario. So I got both of those in this episode. I thought, yeah, just like the previous one, I thought this was a really strong anime original, uh, Although, I don't know about you, I didn't, I don't know if I would technically call it a Detective Boys episode, because we were talking about that last week, how we were going to watch one, but this was kind of like, sort of in the middle, like they were there, but they didn't really investigate. Or Yeah, beyond that like little, little section where they went on top of the department store, they didn't really do much investigation. Yeah, and then- Ken was kind of off cookies. on his own. Yeah. Yeah. They were good at eating cookies. You gotta give them credit where credit's due. I like Mitsuhiko had like zero moments in this whole episode. He like barely talked. Genta at least tripped over a guy and hit him with a baseball. So at least he had right. some charm. Like Ayumi like spotted the building. Mitsuhiko like did nothing. He sucks. Yeah. Well, there was no like book knowledge to share in this one. Yeah, but even about book knowledge he doesn't know anything more than Conan, so he's kind of useless in that regard, too. Isn't that always the case, though? Like, Mitsuhiko is kind of like the Conan wannabe. No offense to any Mitsuhiko Damn. fans out there, but... Are there any Mitsuhiko... If you're a Mitsuhiko fan, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Defend your boy. Yeah. Because he's, he's close yeah, to getting Yeah, please let canceled. us know that you exist. We're going to retroactively write them out of the show, even though it's been airing for decades. Oh my gosh. So every time he does anything from now on, you'll just be like, and then that uh, fourth detective boy said this. We're going to show him no respect. Although you might not have to because he doesn't do a lot. Exactly. I don't even, let me control F Mitsuhiko. I did not even write his <laughs> name down in my notes. Wow. That's how little he did. So yeah, I, I agree with you. This wasn't like a true Detective Boy episode. I was probably... Yeah. Kyle was probably so disappointed that he yeah, that's was true. like... That, that, that's he was so disappointed he got a cold. Yeah, that's right. He's like, I this is not like, worth my time. This episode makes me sick. <laughs> Do you think Kyle would be the person that writes in that he's the Mitsuhiko fan? Well, he would have to listen to the podcast first, which he doesn't do. Oh, that's true. That's right. So while I think he would defend Mitsuhiko if we bring him up next week, he's definitely not writing in. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Next Conan's hint is to mix, as we'll see the that musical group next time. And a two-parter. Yeah. Two mix, two-parter. Conan's voice actress. It's a lot yeah. of stuff. The little ending thing here plays on that fact that it's Conan's voice actress. Because Conan says, next time that popular duo appears and somebody asks Conan, they say, Conan, what's your relationship with Two Mix? And he's just like, err. Because he yeah. does share the voice actress. I wonder if, because um, I watched the episode, obviously, in, in, in the English dub originally way back when so i wonder if it's super obvious that they're the same voice because you know how voice actors like change their voice a little bit um yeah. especially when they're playing children so i wonder uh if if it'll be really recognizable hmm. 
we'll find out. You certainly will. We have a, a two-parter next week, and that, that'll close out season three of Detective Conan. You mean next week's episode? Yeah. Okay, week. not this one. I was like, what a season finale this would be. No, it's the two-parter that'll close it out, so two more weeks of television. One more of week of to- podcast. And then we get into season four. What do we have to look forward to in season four? Like, all the major new characters have been introduced. Let me check. We have a two-hour special. Oh, The right. Cornered Famous Detective, Two Big Murder Cases. I have zero clue what the fuck that's about. <laughs> it's a two-hour special, so apparently it's important. Let's see what this yeah. is. Yeah, the titles don't resonate sometimes. Like this one, the the Wandering Artist Murder Case, was affectionately known as Dead Hobo in the English dub. Okay, I remember uh, there's an episode with this Bra- Brazilian guy. I don't remember anything else. Nothing else looks familiar to me, but there's a okay. Brazilian guy who I remember. I think maybe they just... I wonder if these cases are even connected. I guess we'll find out when we reach it. Because uh, it's like two different murders. I wonder if they're connected in any way. We'll find out. Um, What else is there? There's the famous Potter murder case. The memories Harry of Potter? first love. There's the historical actor murder case. Oh, there's an anime original that I remember. The Scoop Picture Murder Case. I like that one. Yeah, I don't remember any of these titles. Mysterious Mansion of a Band of Thieves Case. At five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Oh, here's one. Dracula's Villa Murder Case. Dracula. Shockingly, that's an anime original. No. We've got another ski lodge murder case, which I feel like we just did. Didn't yeah. Didn't go skiing and there's like a doctor. And... Oh, I mean, they happen all the time. Yeah, like why do they go every skiing? Every so... 15 episodes or something, they're at a ski lodge. Yeah, so. But before all that season four goodness and then movie two, we have the kidnapping of a popular artist case next week. So we will see you then. Bye. Bye everyone, and remember, one truth always prevails.